Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Today we have Pamela Dorsey from PDR Events and New England Invitations. Pamela and I have known each other for many, many years. She actually was my event planner at my wedding. She helped me plan a three-day extravaganza on Labor Day weekend about seven years ago. But I have her on today for you to talk all about her paper product business, which is New England Invitations. She's going to go over what the latest trends are, the different forms of printing, what can affect pricing, turnaround times, along with printing methods. She's also going to get into a lot of like little tips and nuggets and tricks that you can think about when you're getting into your own paper products. We're going to go into turnaround times for save the dates along when, when you should send out your invitations. So if you are beginning to think about your invitations, your save the dates, your menu cards, this is definitely the episode for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my very upbeat, amusing conversation with Pamela. She's a force to be reckoned with. Well, welcome, Pamela. Hi, Sarah. I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. Oh, me too. I've been looking forward to it. So for those people who are listening, Pamela actually was my event planner at my own wedding. Um, it was a three-day <laughs> extravaganza that you helped coordinate, plan, and you know, tamed the beast of the personalities that are all in the fam over here. So you've been around for a while, Pamela, right? Yes, yes, you can definitely say that. So with that said, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Certainly. My name is Pamela Dorsey. I'm a wedding and event planner as well as owner of New England Invitation that's located on Main Street in East Greenwich. I've been a wedding planner for over 15 years. I've, done, I've produced weddings in Rhode Island, especially Newport, Palm Beach, New York City. And I also have a wonderful invitation company called New England Invitations, where I produce invitations for clients not only in Rhode Island, but throughout New England and, ab- and abroad. That's great to know because we do have a lot of listeners that are not just in the New England area. So it's nice to know that you service not only for your event planning, but for your paper products all across the, the country. Yes. And with um, with COVID, everybody, um, and we use the word, had to pivot. So with the invitations and everything, we did a lot virtually. So that really catapulted my business to um, to go outside of New England you know, where I'll send them some samples, we'll go back and forth on colors, we can do beautiful storyboards. So yeah, so it's not only Rhode Island, New England, it's New York and beyond. 
what I wanted to do today is like really hone in on your paper products and that portion of your business. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about your event planning, kind of what you do, and just tell us a little bit about your event planning before we get into the paper product portion of your business. Certainly. I started my event planning business about 15 years ago. Before that, I was a buyer for a major retail company, so I dealt with a lot of textiles. I was also a planner for that company, so I dealt with numbers, spreadsheets, and things of that nature. And all of that I took together and I developed PDR events. And I service, as I said, um, New England, Newport. I've done weddings in Palm Beach and New York City. And so I really concentrate on full wedding planning. I love the designs and the aesthetics of it. I also love the details and logistics, putting together timeline. And most importantly, I really love my clients and building a great rapport, rapport with them and their family. I love it. So what came first, event planning or New England invitations? So event planning came first. And two years into event planning, and this is before Etsy and all everything that you could get on the Internet, um, I had taken a couple clients to um, an invitation store. And we went looking, and they told us that they just do invitations. They don't have table numbers. They didn't have place cards. Um, well, after I was a, a buyer for a major retail company, I went into um, invitations while I was having my son, and I was a stay-at-home mom. I was doing that part-time. So after two years in PDR events, I said, you know what? I can do this. I know exactly what the client wants. I'm not finding it out there, so I can start this. So that's where New England Invitations came about, and I started to get into paper products, and I really loved it. I love it. And it makes sense, too, because you're on scene. <laughs> exactly. And so by you being on, on like at events, you could see the trends. You could see where people need certain things and their needs and their wants. And then you could just lead them right into like a full stop shop. Service. Exactly. And I have to say, um, one, of the, one of the specialty um, items that we do is we do menus. And menus, but they have their, their name uh, on it. And it serves as a place card as well as a menu. And with this, I've seen the expression on people's faces when they pick up the menu, just expecting to read what's on there. And then they see that it's personalized as they're walking around the tables. So I love you know, not being a wedding plan, I would never get to see that. But I get to see that where they're looking at not only the tablescapes, maybe a beautiful custom um, uh, table number, but then they see their name, you know, and it's specialized into the menu. That's so interesting that you bring that up because you're right. It's sometimes the personal touches that go a long way. So I'm sure a lot of listeners right now, they're probably thinking, okay, I'm getting married or I'm planning my wedding or my sister or my daughter or my, you know, uh, or, or themselves are planning it. And they're probably wondering, like, what can we do with paper products? So let's just dive right in. Tell us a little bit about what what paper products you see at the weddings, what you can do, and then we'll kind of talk about trends. Certainly, one big trend that I see, um, and we're getting to the invitations, is envelope liners and really personalized. This year, every single order that I've taken um, had an envelope liner. And with that, it was everything from beautiful moiré fabric in a black and a cream to a, a beautiful watercolor of their venue. Also, we did the mountains uh, in Jackson, New Hampshire. So there are so many um, 
it, we're getting into like really specific with the envelope liners where before it would just be a color. We've done initials, we've done gold foil, just really special. We did a watercolor that just was for a Block Island wedding. And then from there with their liners, we've been incorporating what they've done because it's only a special touch to the invitation into um, table numbers. For instance, we had leftover liners, so we cut them, and I had one of my calligraphers actually do all the numbers on them, and then I adhered them to cardstock. So this gorgeous um, custom liner, the backing that had floral and a little gold foil through it, was actually taken and used for their table numbers as well. And then we played off those colors with the menus. So really, the trends I see, um, everybody's getting back to a little bit more basics with the classic traditional invitations, but definitely with a spin on the liners. So when you say that everybody's getting back to the classic, like invitation what do you mean by that so we had a time where um, there were po there were vellum overlays there were the pockets things of that nature um, people wanted like a lot of color in them what I'm seeing now is the color in the pop is with the envelope liner and maybe the wedding weekend card but people are going back to still wanting the accrue or the white on a beautiful pound card stock with maybe just a little motif for the main invitation in the RSVP card where before it was can I have the floral accent we had a huge play on the craft paper when everything was more the rustic. So it's definitely getting away from that. What I see what's really trending is a wax seal for the envelope or a wax seal with the uh, with a ribbon around it on the invitations. But it's it's everything is just getting back to a little bit more of that classic look with a custom spin of, of what the client's vision is. That's interesting because in the photography world, what's trending right now is the lay flats. That's huge, 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 huge. I mean, honestly, I, I hear it late, like I can hear it in my dreams. Lay flat, lay yes, flat. Yes, yes, yes. And Sarah, we <laughs> now we have, and now for the um, floral designers, and we say, can you bring some flowers yes. for the lay flat or put yes. a line item in for the lay flat so when you drop it off at the house or at the venue or wherever they're getting ready. So it is huge. And I've also seen uh, brides have ribbons. They're yes. like, okay, here's three ribbons for my lay flat. Yes. Here's this. So oh, it's and huge. The reason why you say that is like I'm, I'm chuckling to myself because as you're telling me all about what you're saying, the trend is I'm literally like I'm picturing all my lay flats, you know, with the extra flowers from the floors. And you're right. That's exactly what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, I mean, obviously everybody's unique, but I am seeing a trend and you're right. It's, it is, I, I, People tell me, please make sure that they get the inside of the flap. I mean, mm -hmm. I would, but it's just mm -hmm. interesting that you're right. The inside of the envelope or, and I'm starting to see like that one element start to go on all of their paper products. Like you talked about like a seal or like a picture of the venue. Like I'll see it in the inside of the envelope and then all of a sudden now I'll see it in their menu card. It's just, it's just an interesting that. It's just I'm chuckling to myself because the lay flats are huge. And yes, I'm, And yes, I'm photographing yes. what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I have to say, too, like where you were talking about how we're taking something from the invitation and bringing it into the day of stationery, uh, monograms are still huge. Yes. I mean, monograms in crest. Sometimes they're just in a gold foil. Sometimes they're just in a color. Now it's really popular that they're in a watercolor. But we're still seeing crests and initials, whether they're a monogram or the, the full three initials, are still very very popular. And just so that everybody knows, it is, for the monogram, it is um, usually the new last name, and then it is the, the bride's name's initial first, followed by the groom's initial first. Just a little FYI. I like that tip. 
There you go, a little nugget. <laughs> a little bit of knowledge, we get that. <laughs> Coming from so, you for Pamela. Yes. Okay, Pamela, so we talked about invitations, right? And kind of like the trends that you're seeing mm-hmm. with invitations. What is some other trends that you're seeing with other paper products? Certainly. Um, One of the trends that I see, as I was saying again, is people aren't doing just the standard table numbers and things of that nature. People are really embellishing. I had someone put dried flowers on theirs. I had somebody else we actually did, it's called a die cut. So we actually cut them out in this this, um, shape that she wanted. So um, I'm seeing trends in that. Also, as I stated earlier, menus in different colors to give a little pop to the table or to play off the linen or to play off the flowers. Um, If you do come to see me, I always ask the questions when people are talking about day of stationery. I always tell them, the invitation sets the tone for your wedding. Do you want black tie? Do you want rustic? Is this in the mountains? Is this on on the seashore? So we start from there. Then, and sometimes the invitation is strictly black tie, but then we get to the venue, and the venue is by the sea. And they don't want to be literal, literal nautical or anything, but they're like, you know what? I have a lot of color. I do have cream linens, and my chargers are in off-white. Well, with that, did you want to pull a color for the flowers to put on your menu? So I really get into, with the client, what their tablescape looks like. You know, and are they a silver or a gold person, or did they want to do white, or do they want to do cream? So with the trends, it is adding a little bit more color to their tablescapes. And then place cards are still, we're still doing a lot of place cards, but one thing that I see that's a huge trend that I just did in the last wedding is um, boards that have the place cards on them. And then we also do acrylics, which are really cool, because you could, they're see-through, they have all the names on them, you can put flowers and candles behind them to make them really pop. So the acrylic boards with their um, place cards, uh, excuse me, with their names on them, the um, tall boards that stand alone with place cards on them or they're etched on it. Um, A lot of freestanding items that I see for place cards, that's a really big trend. It's interesting you bring that up. So it's funny because the trend, we're using the word trend, but it really is a trend. I mean, for us, when we're in the event industry, we pay attention to the details, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I photograph. That's how I make Uh my living is paying attention to the details and paying attention to what you, the listener, is your time and energy and money goes into these, right? But you're right. There's a trend. And it's funny you brought that up because I am starting to see freestanding walls Mm -hmm. with, like, for example, the last wedding I just did, it was a freestanding champagne wall. They had the champagne glasses. And inside the glasses as, like, a stir, even though you don't know to stir for champagne, was the names of the people for the place cards. Yes. So I'm just – you're right. I'm starting to see, like, freestanding – I mean, you talked about having the place card – in the freestanding objects, but you're right. It's like three-dimensional objects, not just a tablescape. Yes, and sometimes we etch on them. Other time, it's a almost of an acrylic on there. So we do a lot of. It's really what the client likes. Um, and so sometimes we do like five by seven tables that will say tables and their names, table one and their names, and we'll take that and we'll put it on a mirror or we'll take that and we'll put it on a colorful board. So that's really have been a big, a big trend. Also, um, a big trend is the hedge walls with the different size 
picture frames and some can be a picture frame can be you know an antique gold it can be a matte gold all different sizes and we're putting um the seating assignments in there as well the head the, the hedge walls are huge i mean even with the portion of my uh, my photography business i had the photo booth right now the hedge walls i do the green wall i mean that's my backdrop that i keep bringing out you know it's a very popular item they put people put their signage on it their monogram on it which you just gave a tip about your monogram um it's just interesting to see the trends and i think that for the for the listeners obviously if you're listening to this and you're looking for somebody to do your paper products reaching out to Pamela's like would be a great start because she can service you you know nationwide but also to Pamela you see the trends you kind of see what's happening and you can lead people and guide people and you know and if want them to you know take their paper products to the next level that's what you're there for right I mean you can help them come up with different items and so I'm assuming, though, all these trends are great, but let's kind of start now talking about pricing. <laughs> Here we go. And, and, and just as soon as we get in there, like everything else, there's so, um, there's so much cardstock and paper that is on back order um, because of what's going on right now. Um, so with that, as anything else, Economics 101, pricing does go up. But I will tell you um, just the, a little bit about the different forms of printing and the different forms of printing yeah. dictate the pricing. So, so let's talk about yeah. the different forms of printing first. Then. Certainly. So the most expensive and the oldest form of pricing is called letterpress, and that's actually done with a plate. And it's a plate that's, um, that's raised, and it has all the information for your invitation on it in the font that you want. You obviously get approved before the plate is actually made, and it's a hard metal plate. They it's pressed in? Yes. They take the ink, they put it on, and it's actually hand pressed into every single invitation and then it dries that's the most expensive and that's the oldest form of printing and that's called letterpress right up there with it is engraving engraving is the opposite they take it and they press it from the from underneath and it's raised so letterpress they take the plate and it's raised from the from the top in and engraved is from the bottom up and the ink is put on the plate either way. So those are the two most expensive forms and those take the longest. Like as if we talk about lead time, those can be anywhere from three to four weeks out after you approve, you approve. So and what's the pros and the cons of that then? Um, the pros are it's absolutely gorgeous. You can feel it. You can touch it. You're like, wow. Oh, yeah. You it's, know when yes. something's letterpress. Yes, People yes. might not know. like They might not know the, the term. term yes, but yes. That you know when you're holding a letterpress invite. Yes, absolutely. yes. And I always will get an email or something that, oh, my gosh, my friends opened it. They said, where did you get it? They loved it. And it's not only, you know, the beautiful printing, but nine times out of ten, it's on a much thicker cardstock, so it holds the ink and everything. So you're getting, like, you're, you're feeling just, like, magic in your hands. It's just luxurious. So I'm assuming the con is the price tag. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. And those can run, I, I mean, I, and when I'm talking pricing, I'm talking a uh, suite, meaning the invitation, the RSVP card, a liner, a dressing, wedding weekend card. We could start at anywhere from like $12 and up. You know, and again, it just depends. And usually as the your quantities go up, the unit price comes down. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, but then there's something just as beautiful, which is called thermography. It's a raised printing, but it's actually put through the um, printer. It comes out, the ink is wet, resin goes on it, it dries, and that is thermography. So, it's still a raised print. But since you're not making a plate, it's less expensive, and that still can be done on about a 300 um, gram paper, um, which can be just as thick as letterpress. So, it's still stately and beautiful. 
And then what is a smaller like tier of pricing for? The smaller tier of pricing will be digital. And digital or offset printing is a flat print. Mm -hmm. So with digital, you could do two or three colors with no extra charge because it's all uh, printed once. With letterpress and thermography, when you're printing with two colors, it has to get printed twice. With thermography, it goes through the printing process twice. With letterpress, another plate is actually made for the second color. So basically, um, pound or, or the paper, the quality, the thickness, the cardstock, the printing, this all affects um, your price tag. Yes, exactly, exactly. So you talked about, you said something about pound. You said three. I know grams. In it. So it's that's that's just the lingo. And I, you know what, I really um, is it I, just thickness. Yes, I it's just so say so. When I am, I'm using the terminology like thermography and letterpress. Yeah. But when I'm meeting with a client, I use I don't use that terminology just because it gets confusing. It's like a whole new language. So I just say so. This is raised printing. This is like indented printing. Right. Um, and this is flat printing. And this is like the thinner, this is one layer, this is two layers. So, you know, it's interesting though, because like you, we all hear about like the five C's when we talk about a diamond. Right? Yes, 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 right? yes. And, and, and all of that affects, you can play with that, you know, and it can affect your pricing. Exactly. Well, I would assume it's the same thing with what you're talking that about. That is a great analogy. Right? You're absolutely correct. So it's yes. like you just talked about the different types of printing that can affect your price. But now let's talk about the different types of card stocks. I mean, obviously the lingo without getting the lingo, but you're basically, I would assume, rule of thumb, the thicker the card cardstock, <laughs> the, more, the expensive. more expensive, right? <laughs> yes. So. And don't forget, too, like the thicker the cardstock, the different printers they use. Correct. Because it has to go through, whether it's laying flat and getting printed on top. So, yes, yeah, so there is um, there's cotton cardstock that's beautiful, and you can get that in the smooth, which is about 90% of what I use. And then there's also beautiful cardstock called Letra. It's 100% cotton, and that's always used for letterpress, and it's got this beautiful feel to it. It's just it's um, developed by Crane, and it's it's a beautiful texture. It's soft, and like when you open it, you know it's something you definitely didn't get online. Yes. <laughs> so it's funny because for you who lives and breathe this, like you don't want to get and bore the listeners into like the nitty gritty. But ultimately, it really just comes down to like what you just said. When you open it, you know that yes. this was this was not like yes. you know your one eight hundred. Give me something. This wasn't just mass produced yesterday. <laughs> Yes. It's the same thing with for me though. Like you know, I, I, when I when I do prints, you know, I I, I sell digitals, mm -hmm. so people can go make their own prints. And there's so many online companies, Shutterfly, Snapfish. But when you want it physically printed with my printer, there is a there is a card stock. I mean, it's not card stock, mm -hmm. but there is a paper that that's being printed on it. You hold it, you're like, oh, this is not just a Shutterfly. Yeah, you're print. paying attention <laughs> yeah. to all that, right? So, but with that said, so what can affect the quality? Obviously, the printing, mm -hmm. the card stock. What's something else that can affect the, not the quality, sorry, the pricing? Yes, certainly. So, uh, the embellishments. Okay. And with the embellishments, that can be included with the wax seal, with tying the ribbons around it, with the vellum overlay. Um, postage now? So, oh, I know. Postage, yes. And it just went up again. So, good thing I buy the forever stamps. Um, and then, <laughs> I know. And then also, sometimes if you want, um, like, the personalized stamps or if you want like the antique looking stamps or just different stamps you end up paying more money for those stamps so if like a stamp is 22 cents and you're mixing it with the 52 cent stamps but they're all personalized um, you're going to pay like 60 cents per stamp or 27 percent because obviously the people selling them and you can get those usually online
line, you know, need to make a profit. So the, that can definitely add into the pricing. But all about embe embellishments definitely do because don't forget, it's not only like the physical beautiful fabric or the, you know, the wax seal that's getting put on there. It's the labor that goes into it. Right. So now what about, you mentioned quickly, but let's just kind of touch upon that before we take our break. What about turnaround time? You kind of just stuck that in there. <laughs> okay, so, I know, I know. So with, usually with, and I'm just going to call it a raised print, so and which is thermography. Usually with that, it's about two weeks turnaround time after you approve the proof. And we can get into what a proof is. Um, but it's usually about two weeks. Now, letterpress and engraving is probably anywhere from like four to five weeks. But just keep in mind, right now we're going into some of these printing companies are doing um, things related to the holidays, Christmas, um, Hanukkah, things of that nature for printing cards like that. But it is their slow time, quote unquote. So save the dates and getting started on your invitations, especially if you're getting married in May, you know, April, May, and June is a good time to start it now because there could be quicker turnaround times the more you get into the thick of wedding season that can slow down all the companies on a weekly basis give us an update on what's the turnaround time for printing um, now with digital that's the quickest turnaround time because it's a flat print it's almost like a mass production of something so that's the quickest turnaround time and then there's things that we print in-house and that can be table numbers place cards maybe just a group of 20 menus things like that that we can turn around in probably seven, seven five to seven business days well, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and then when we get back, I think we should touch upon proofing, and I would love to do some myth-busting a little bit. Like, I want to <laughs> talk about um, when should people send out invitations okay, and, certainly. And, and save the dates. Certainly. I appreciate you being here, and hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. All right, well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Before the break, we were talking with Pamela all about trends with the invitations, paper products. We were talking a little bit about pricing and what affects pricing with your invitations, turnaround times. But we did want to kind of get into a little bit about proofing. So, Pamela, tell us a little bit about proofing. Certainly. So, with the invitations, what we do is obviously we pick out your ink colors. We help you choose your fonts, you know, based on your style and setting the tone for your wedding. And with that, I work with you on your, your wording. And with your wording, are you inviting are both parents issuing it? Are just the bride and groom issuing it? Is one set, set of parents issuing it? So we walk through that with all the information that you want uh, um, to include on your invitation, on your wedding weekend card, and also um, you know your meal choices and anything that we need on your RSVP card. Once I have all that information, I type it up. I send it to you, we go back and forth, and then once all the wording is correct, then we send it and it, it will be put into the fonts that you choose. And just to talk a little bit about wording, with invitations, what is extremely helpful is if you have all the information for your wedding weekend cards, because nine times out of 10, there is a welcome reception and or a breakfast. So we need to know what time the welcome reception will take place, what time the breakfast will take place. And then um, one thing that's also 
also important is your um, room blocks and things like that. Do you have a wedding website? Is that all up to date? Because you want all that information, obviously, to go on to your wedding weekend card. Once we have all the information, as I stated, um, we send it out. You will get a proof within your fonts and everything like that. You're going to see exactly how it's going to look laid out. Now, people ask me, do you get a physical proof? No, they do not print a physical proof. Way too expensive. We'd be losing a lot of trees doing that. Um, what you do is you get a digital proof. So with the digital proof, which is I, also too why you, not to drift you, but it's also too why you can service some of the listeners that are not even here. In New England. Exactly, exactly. Um, good point. And then with that, I suggest that everybody prints it out. This generation, everybody is so used to just scrolling through. And I said, no, print it out. Take your time when you're not in the office, you know, when you're home, relaxing, having a little tea. Just take your time, look it all over, check over the wording. And I always say to somebody, just have somebody else who's like not close to this, just take a look at it. So with that, then once all the wording and, and the layout is there, or you say, you know what, I really don't like um, the gold thermography, I wanna switch to the black, um, we can switch that as well. And then once that is, once you sign off on that and I have everybody initial the pages, then we send it out and it's put into production. And sometimes you can have one or two or three proofs, just keep in mind each time that a proof is produced, that is labor, so there is fees that are involved. There's usually a layout fee for the for the first um, layout of everything, and then secondly, once the changes keep making. So it's really important to know to have all the information up front, so you're not keep changing the wording or have to add on. So question: We've gone over like. All the different options. We've gone over the, the like what affects pricing. We're at the proofing stage. Let's now pretend it's ready to go out, right? What's the turnaround now? <laughs> okay, <laughs> certainly. When does it go out? Okay, so this is you, we've proofed it. I know we've had our tea. <laughs> we've looked over. <laughs> I called you. You're ready to pick them up. Okay, great. Usually, I mean, and what happened in. Um, 2021 was just a little bit crazy. I mean, we were sending them out so close to the to the oh wedding God, dates and things. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh yes. Well, not forgot about. How could you? But you must have been reprinting and reprinting. I mean, you must have had people go uh, from was, letter stock back to digital. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just, like some of it, um, we just like as soon as we knew, we held off, held off. And I got to tell you, all the companies, everybody was great about everything. You know, just charged cost because everybody is in the same boat. But one thing that I did realize, it all worked out. I literally had a change of three venues. It went from inside the venue to outside the venue, to the client's um, tented, tented wedding. The invitations went out seven weeks before the wedding to get back three weeks before the wedding, and it all worked out. So with that, I tell everybody, listen, if what happened in 2021 with everybody rising to the occasion and e either emailing or trying to get the RSVP back, everything worked out. It was all hands on deck. But now that we're over and we're through with that, the mailing of the invitation. So the RSVP date should be five weeks before your um, wedding date. The reason being, give that last week 
the week to call everybody who hasn't si sent in their RSVP or hasn't RSVP'd online. So now we're just down a week and now you have four weeks. You have to put together your tables and you have to send all the information to the caterers, send all the, the tables that you have to the florist. So now we're, we're talking about, so now you're three weeks before the wedding and there's other things that you have to do. Now, mailing them out, back up another four weeks before your RSVP date. So that's what I have, and it's also listed on my website so that people, you know, I just cut and paste when people ask me. So that's about it. So really plan on a good, like, like signing off on your proof a good three and a half months before your wedding date. And believe me, things get backed up, you know, and I'm away on this, but it's still the same turnaround time. You know, there's nothing I can do with that. But give yourself, you know, start the process at least six months before and then, you know, sign off on that, uh, on that proof a good three and a half to three months before your wedding. So how about save the dates? Save the dates. It really depends on the time of year. Like, for instance, even though people say like a year out, I say eight to 10 months. But if you're in the summer of 2022, I wouldn't send you save the dates to the fall of, you know, of the fall of, ne of now. So if your wedding is 2023, let's say in uh, June, July, right now is a good time to get those um, to get those save the dates out. But this is what I tell everybody. If you're sending out your save the date, your wedding website is on it. Is your wedding website complete with all the information that you want to invite the guests to? Not your rehearsal dinner, all the guests to. That could be the welcome reception. That can be your breakfast. Also, if the hotels that you're going to provide transportation for or if you're going to be providing transportation at all. And then your room blocks is really important. Are your room blocks set up? Because once your room blocks are set up, I suggest to my wedding planning um, clients, send out all the links to all the room blocks to your VIP, to the parents, to the grandparents, to Great Aunt Edna, to your wedding party. Send those out and tell them in two weeks your save the dates go out. And once your save the dates go out, all your guest lists will now have access to your room blocks. So then that's how I work it with um, sending out the save the dates. So it's interesting you say that because I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I have a lot of couples, obviously, you know, it will always be a trend. So it's, I guess it's not a trend. It's a nice staple, nice traditional to have your picture on your state of the day. It just creates a personal touch, right? Definitely. So I have a lot of couples say to me, like, you know, um, more than a year out. Like, I want to start doing that. And I actually have to kind of wheel them in a little mm -hmm. bit because there is a point when too far out, you get lost in the shuffle. I, I couldn't agree more. And so I tell them the same thing. I'm so happy to hear that like a professional invitation person saying the same thing to me is that eight to ten week eight to ten months is a sweet spot because the thing is you don't want to be too far out that they look at it and they forget about it. But then obviously the whole point of say the date is you want people to save the date. Also, too, you have to think about time of year. You don't want it to get lost in the shuffle of holiday cards. Exactly. Unless it is going to be your holiday card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, think about that, too. Uh, but I always say that when it comes to say the dates, honestly, you don't want to go too far out. You really don't. Oh, I totally agree because when you're in, for instance, like the summer of 2022, you're really not thinking about getting a, a hotel room in Newport for 2023. You know, you're kind of enjoying that moment. But once the fall comes, everybody kind of regroups and starts making their plans. So I, I totally agree. Too early, I think it can just get lost in the shuffle. And also, too, like you were saying, make sure that when you send those out, you have everything in place. 
So whether it be your invitations have stated dates, like your room blocks have to be in place, right? So yeah, like, definitely. So what do you do for like the VIPs? Like especially since if you're sending these out to people, but you want to make sure that like the really important people get their their, their room blocks. Yes, like, get how do first you handle access. that? So what I tell them to do is send an email blast. I said, you know, and some people are like, oh, I'm going to text it. But I say, you know, even have your maid of honor and the best man um, in charge of sending it all to their wedding party and say, um, hey, in the next two weeks, you can, you've got to book your hotel rooms. If not, it's going, the save the dates are going out and the rest of the guest list will have access to it. But we we start with the parents and the grandparents, like really close. Because I have them like, I got to send them to my parents, my grandparents, my aunts, and my cousins. Those are really important. And sometimes we find that, the that uh, you know, 10 months before the wedding, the room block is all filled up. So we either call the hotel and ask for more, and 10 months out, they'll sometimes they'll give us more rooms, or we'll take it off. We'll take off the website that there is a room block. We'll just list it there so that they're still able to book at that hotel. Yeah, because I think people have to understand. I mean, obviously, we know this because we're in the industry, but hotels only block off a certain amount of rooms per time. doesn't mean that you can't call back and open up more, but you are right. So you got to kind of just keep tabs on that. And, and obviously, have your VIPs jump on it first, especially if you're at a hotel room that they only have a certain amount of rooms so okay so we talked about say the dates and invitations and proofing and pricing what about those little extras <laughs> that you see out and about what else you know are you doing for people that you see um, so one thing that we do do is we do welcome boxes and they're the white gable or the craft boxes. So one thing that's so nice and I've had so many um, people comment on them are the welcome boxes. So what a welcome box or bag is, is when you're, uh, they can either be passed out at the welcome reception or uh, we do deliver to the hotels. So at the hotels, you check in, uh, they have a list of everybody staying there and on the RSVP card, I do suggest that people put where they're staying because again people can book outside that block so we give a full list to the hotel and as the guests check in they get a welcome box and it has a personalized tag sometimes a ribbon on top and inside of it has the itinerary it has when everything will take it will be taking place as well as the transportation schedule and then it has usually bottled water it has like uh, some chips and people like something sweet something along like the chocolate the granola bars um, sometimes a little cookies and, some, and we just did one with the pug's face on it so um, Sometimes so, the necessity, the Tylenol. Yes, and like, yes, yes. And the, yeah. the little, like, what's the what's the trend right now that I'm seeing? The powder. Yes. Yes, 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 the yes. Hydrating I just said power. The, yes, the hydrating. <laughs> yes, we see that. And I just had someone put in um, the two cans of the little espresso coffee. I, I love that. that. I loved it, loved it, loved it. So we had that. So that's, that is huge. And it's just like it's their first taste of them going to the wedding and that you thought and about that. And being hosted and yes. entertained. Exactly. Yes. So it's really nice. And then with the Airbnbs, we can't deliver to, so we always bring those to the welcome reception. Um, and then also something that's a lost art is um, the thank you notes. So we do still have people ordering the thank you notes. And Sarah, as you know, uh, uh, the, the trend that really hasn't gone out is the picture of the bride and groom on their thank you note. Yes. Yeah, so about the thank you notes, right? <laughs> I Just to kind of touch upon that, and then I kind of want to ask you about a trends that you see. We talked earlier like, I, I just feel like a lost art, right? Like, in general. Like, I mean, even if even if I get a birthday gift, you know, I, I, for my kids, I'm sending out thank you mm -hmm. cards. I, I don't know. I mean, 
it's definitely it's not expected, but it's really nice. Um, obviously, with your wedding, I think it's uh, obviously more people are doing the thank yous than if I'm just talking about like a kid's birthday party. But you're right. You can't forget about the thank you note. Um, you're right. Just like to say the date, the trend is to end on, like, you know, you open it up with a picture of yourself as a couple and you end with a trend of a picture of yourself as bride and groom. Yeah. And the thank you note is an acknowledgement to the people that they came and that also if they did give a gift, you know, you right. always should acknowledge it. And sometimes, you know, people would say like, oh, you know, it was cash like that I put in an envelope. I wonder if they got it. I wonder if they right. got it. So it's just a nice acknowledgement to say, oh, I got the card. Oh, I got this. And thank you so much and with writing the thank you note you should always reference like thank you for the salad spinner you know it's alex's favorite to have salad every night or just something well of and that also nature. Too, right like i mean there are there are different ways of doing thank you notes i mean sometimes people just do a blanket thank you note like mm -hmm. have, but it is nice to have a the personal touch but also too just the acknowledgement because i mean how many times as a guest if you're like oh shoot did i get that cash mm -hmm. but if you acknowledge it like in it they're like okay phew you got it like or like genuinely i've given people things i'm not even kidding like i remember one of my first friends that got married i gave her like i went all out for her like i, I thinking that like you know like because it was my first friend i <laughs> got that like girlfriend you're gonna have a lot more people getting married so put money away but I went all out and I got her like a panini maker right and it was like one of the biggest ticket items on her registry but I and I and you know what she never got it and and I never knew that so I brought it to the reception I don't know what happened to it I put it on the on the table like I don't know what happened to it but I remember like years later going to and you know and and I got it just a, like a generic thank you mm -hmm. card like thank you for coming to the wedding um Years later, I asked her, I'm like, so how's the panini make? You know, like, I just asked her, like, how did it ever make out? Or how did she like it? And she's like, what? She never got it. Oh, so my goodness. that's the why it's important for acknowledgement because sometimes you just want to make sure that you get what people give you. Like, you never know if it gets lost in the mail, if someone's mailing something. But anyway. Oh, I, I totally agree. And you don't have to go get overwhelmed with it. If you do, yeah. like, five a night, ten a night, you know, just do, just do a few. But um, it is the lost art of a handwritten note. It is. And also, too, as far as those like little just a little tip for me for the listeners is I know you're anxious to get I, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is two types of people the people who dread doing their thank you notes and the people who are very anxious to do it and the people who are very anxious I love you you're type A you're my types of peeps but I get people who ask me as a photographer to send them over like a picture like literally the week after they get married and it's that's a really difficult position to put your photographer in because now you have a gazillion pictures that they have to go through and pick like that one that you that they think you'll like for their for the thank you and also too you might think that just as quick as like picking out pictures but it's not with the photography programs we have to upload all the pictures sort through all the pictures I mean there's a lot so just so you know if you're listening, please wait to do your thank you cards until you can see them all from your photographer <laughs> and let your photographer just kind of work through the timeline that they promised. But with that said, I know we opened up the episode, Pamela, talking about trends that you're seeing. What are some trends that you're kind of seeing leave a little oh, bit? Oh, my goodness. And even though I do a lot of printing and that's my um, bread and butter, but I have to say the all the signage, I'm so happy to see all the signage go out. Like the signage that says guest book, card box, 
You know, all of that is, <laughs> and it's so self-explanatory. Like once someone passes it and kind of sees a pen and a guest book open and some sort of vessel for um, envelopes, cards, um, they'll get it. And then also photo booth signs, things like that. Um, uh, the only signage that I really see is a signature cocktail to state what's there, but just getting rid of like so much of the signage. And it's like, um, you know, even like, uh, thank you for coming on the bar. Like, that's not the place to put it. You know, <laughs> like, it's just, I, so I'm so, I am happy to see like the dessert station, like sweet treats, like <laughs> all of that is going away. And I understand if you have to say like something, you know, is like this has peanut butter or something like that. But everybody knows like a macaroon is a macaroon, chocolate chip cookie is a chocolate chip cookie. So, and I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I think like the whole presence of a tablescape with a beautiful with beautiful flowers and desserts can stand alone. It's so funny you say that because obviously that's where you make money. So I mean, if they're going to save on all the random signs, they can actually put their money into something of else of substance with the signage, right? Totally agree. Like, like could you, not agree more. You could do your liners, but it's so funny. I'm laughing because it. So guys, if you haven't been realizing, the industry comes with trends, right? They they. It's really a trend. Ebbs like, and flows. Ebbs and flows. They come in and out. And I got married in the time of signage. So like, Sarah's <laughs> Sarah's basement. Sarah's basement. Um, what like more than half? And this is a big house. Um, it, it was just she took me around one corner. This is for the welcome reception and shelves and shelves and shelves. This is for the cocktail hour. This is for the other side of the cocktail hour. This, I was like, oh my gosh, we use a golf cart. We use a golf cart to get all of this stuff down there. It, it got to be comical. I was like, oh my gosh. But I'm only laughing because like you talk about like. <laughs> The signage and like literally there's pictures of like my signage that I did at my wedding. And it's like, this is the guest book. Like, no kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or like, this is the photo booth. Or dessert is sweet. Like I had some like, just yes. like, like no kidding, Sarah. Know, like no kidding. Like here's your favorite. I'm going <laughs> to tell you one thing that you did that I absolutely loved was, um, it was more on the rustic side of your, your tablescapes were, but one thing that I will not forget is the cutting board, and it was small, and it had the handle um, with the little um, my menu like, with the menu yeah. on it. That looked good, and the way we put it on, and yeah. we put the uh, and then the food went right on the table. It was like family style for the first course. That I would never forget. And like so, for today, you could paint that a color. Like, if you painted that a color, that would be it. Like, if it was white with, like, a peach, you know, menu on it and you had bright flowers, you could lean that up against a tablescape, and that right. would be it. But that is something that I, you can— That's it, my it, one style. side you yes. liked. <laughs> no, you liked them all. No, but I'm just laughing because— you're right, because I am seeing a little bit more of simplicity. I mean, like you said, people know— I think what it is is that— those trends that started, like the dessert table, those signs were there because there wasn't really dessert tables. Certainly, so, yes. So, yep. you know, or the photo booth. Like, there really wasn't photo booths. I mean, mm -hmm. granted, I only got married seven years ago. But what I'm trying to say is the trends are here now. Like, we all have dessert tables. We mm -hmm. all have the photo booths. The flip-flops. Yeah, the Feet flip retreat. Dancing <laughs> feet. I'm like, no, we're good. Everybody knows. Everybody Just put knows. Them on. So I think you're right. I think, I think bringing it back the signage is we, we don't need it we, we know it's flip-flops take it like and again and again being a wedding planner I see when people walk in you know they want to see like if they're walking into the ceremony you know they want to just see flowers Sorry. and and one thing we didn't talk about programs you know list everybody there so you have you know the programs okay this is a nice touch um 
And then when they go into like the cocktail hour, like, you know, cute little personalized cocktail napkins and that w- that's what we did. And a signature cocktail, you know, sign. But nobody's ever looking like, oh, um, are there, is there any more signage here, you know? <laughs> or like, and again, like if there is a photo booth, great. If there isn't, they're not like, they don't have a photo booth. You know, like there's certain things. Oh, you that, know what's like, Okay, I'll leave you with this, right? Like literally for my photo booth, Steve and I were kind of just going through it and just yeah. kind of seeing what we need to replace. Like yeah. what, what stuff. And so... Steve holds up the sign. I'm, I'm not even kidding because we come with the photo booth yeah. sign and we put it up and it's in a nice frame and it's a, and he's like, can we just get rid of this? Yeah. And I'm like, why? He goes, I think everybody knows there's a photo. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so needless to say, I'm sorry, guys, if you're looking for the custom photo booth sign that comes with our photo booth, Steve made me, yeah. my husband made me get rid of it. Steve personally <laughs> got rid of it. He says, we're good. We get it. It's a photo booth. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's true. And, and it's like less is more. And and sometimes I'm putting everything up and I feel like, I'm like, it's looking like granimals. Like it looks like <laughs> everything's too matchy-matchy, you know? And that's something that I don't like to do, you know, because you want everything to have, like, you know, a beautiful aesthetic and, and, and its own personality. So, yeah, so it, we're just getting away from all that signage. So then, therefore, it kind of frees up some money to put your money into the signage that you do have or into the paper products that you do have. What are some key points that couples should be asking their invitation and paper companies when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company and to ensure that their wedding day is going to be absolutely perfect. Certainly. So with that, I always, um, first of all, um, they should do a little bit of homework and just make sure that they're dealing with a well-seasoned professional, how many years she has been in business. And also, um, if an invitation company is willing to give you information about past clients that can tell you their experience with working with themselves. That's one. Uh, one thing that's very important is custom. Everybody wants custom invitations. Um, do they do custom invitations? It's extremely important to be upfront about your price point and what you're getting for that price point. And it's just like going in to buy your wedding dress. I mean, you don't want to tell them that your budget is six, seven thousand, where it's really five. You fall in love with a dress at seventy five hundred, you know, and realistically, you know, you can afford five thousand dollars. So you really want to be upfront with where you want to be price point wise. And then most importantly, you want to make sure you bond with the person's personality. You know, is it, you know, someone that you want to work with? Because um, nine times out of ten, not only do we do their invitations, but we do their menus, their programs, their place cards. Um, escort cards, a little bit of signage, you know, welcome bags, um, and everything of that nature. So it's just really important that you have a good rapport with the person that you're working with. But again, well seasoned, you know, have good reviews. You like the, a well, uh, good quality of product, good customer service, you know. And lastly, you know, you have a good rapport with them. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Certainly. New England Invitations and PDR Events is located in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, 36 Main Street, East Greenwich. And what I'll also do for our listeners is we'll have all of Pamela's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website page, which is at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. So thanks, Pamela. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a blast. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. 
Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.